This is a Disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host, Lee. I'm Lee, and I'm not here with my co-host, Peter. And you're joining us for our final Tragedy Tuesday before our hiatus. Because mm. uh, in case you haven't heard, we're going on a, on a break until uh, April 7th, 2021. That's right. So uh, this is our, our last Tragedy Tuesday. I mean, there'll be con- there'll probably be content between now and then, but we're taking a break from our regular release schedule and we'll be resuming it in April with lots of cool stuff already in work. I have it on good authority that starting today, we're already torturing Trial Andy with our next video game. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't even know what so, it is. I'm excited. Oh, boy. He is not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Although this one, I think I'm actually going to play this one too. So... Uh, we'll have something to talk about. Anyway, content's already brewing for our return. Uh, but yeah, so Tragedy Tuesday today. I think before we dive into it, I'm going to do uh, the housekeeping that I normally do because, you know, it'll be a little while Traditions. before you hear me say this the next time. <laughs> if you're new here, welcome. You now have an opportunity to go back through our like year and a half of episodes, over year and a half of episodes, <laughs> and get caught up in the next four months before yeah. we come back. If you're new here, welcome and goodbye. <laughs> no, not no. goodbye. Specifically, no, 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 not no. goodbye. We talked about this in our announcement. You know, ind- indefinite hiatus. Don't bother. If you're going to do an indefinite hiatus, just just quit and then surprise people when you come back. Exactly. This is a very planned and end of the first season. Getting ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, have a listen to all the episodes because we do frequent callbacks. We'll. Not necessarily inside jokes. You won't be out on any any inside jokes, but we do reference previous episodes, so check them out. And if you do that and you like what you heard, what you can do to help us out that helps is help, 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 help. Say help a lot. Say help. What you can do <laughs> gets the ball rolling on help. If you want to help us out, what you can do is to tell someone to listen. Just spread the word. That is fantastic. Again, you got four months to do it before we come back, so bring it on. The next best thing you can do is to subscribe if you aren't already and leave a rating or review. Uh, if you want to check us out on social media at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. And you can check out our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod, where there's bonus content every two weeks. That's going to be paused as well for the next four months. But we've also uh, paused the donation by patrons in the meantime, too. Mm-hmm. So if you want right. to sign up, you won't get charged anything until we're back. Uh, but you can still check all that out. There's discount codes on merch that'll still apply. So so check that out and sign up to become a patron. And I think that's pretty much all I had to say. So, uh, Lee, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about... This will be, I guess, my unofficial part two of the discussion we just, we started with the, the episode dealing with the Pono or Pono. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right way is to say it. Anyway, I'm going to go with Pono. Pono player. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil Young's ill-fated attempt at getting some lossless audio out there for everyone to enjoy and today we're going to be talking about title okay now title i i think i heard you brought you brought it up to our friends independently yeah. of anything <laughs> yeah. podcast related so i know you're aware of title peripherally I'm aware, of, aware of I'm that. aware that it exists and I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's an, a streaming service. Okay. That is all. Uh, you're right on both counts. Perfect. It exists. <laughs> that it exists. <laughs> and, and it is a streaming service. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it exists as a streaming service. Awesome. Um, I mean, this isn't um, an across the board disaster per se. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it, it didn't amount to what I think the people involved thought it would. Right, fair enough. So we're we're just kind of making fun of some out of touch rich people today. <laughs> All right, I think we, people can get behind that. We can get on board with that. So, mm-hmm. title mm-hmm. or yes. title as it's known, it's all caps. All caps. So off have, the, right off the it. bat, you know it's an asshole because you <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good because it's yelling its name at you. Exactly. <laughs> Sit up, take notice. I'm the best. <laughs> uh title title is yet another subscription-based streaming service for music podcasts and the like in this case mm-hmm. featuring lossless audio mm-hmm. high definition music videos exclusive content special features on music and more you know that's actually i'm glad that it came around because i remember when it showed up i was think just thinking to myself Man, I do not have enough ways to stream every song in existence. Exactly. I wish there was another one. 
what else can I sign up for on a monthly basis? Exactly. It's like the <laughs> it's the Netflix thing all over again. It's, like I'm so happy that I'm back to having four or five subscriptions now. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. It doesn't all amount to an insane sum of money every month. Not at all. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you need everything. Um, Mandalorian's so good. Oh my god, that was <laughs> yeah. No so spoilers. Good. But no, I was like, spoiler, it was amazing. Yeah, spoiler, it was amazing. I, I was like, I went from like squealing to crying to <laughs> like cheering. It was amazing. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about Star Wars, but uh, it is. I'll just say that, and I'm not saying anything new here, but John mm-hmm. Favreau and Dave Filoni really know how to service the fans uh-huh. in a way where. It works like they're they and yep. whoever they've got on their team are going through the existing material meticulously and pulling yep. out different little things that you know are fun. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't affect any of the you know storytelling. Um, Absolutely. Where you know ramming Boba Fett into the prequels would be yep. an example of how not to do that. Mm-hmm. Who would people that, think though? this guy's cool. <laughs> there we go. That's in there. Yeah. It's uh again, no no spoilers, but uh well, I'm not I'm just not gonna say anything. Just because there's no it. way to it's talk great. about it without spoilers. Just no, watch exactly. it. It's super good. And that's the important the important difference is they know how to service fans without pandering to fans. Yeah, exactly. There's a way to do it that's just like, oh, look at all this stuff in yeah. an action toy sort of way. Yeah. Or there's a way to do it that actually makes sense and they've nailed it. The whole point being, I'm glad that I have a million streaming services now. Continue. That's why we brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it's weird. I'm more of a music guy than a movie mm-hmm. TV show guy, but yeah. I have less music streaming services than... Well, it's kind of the point. It's all yeah. on one. Why it's do all you on others? one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ideally. Well, anyway, yeah. we're talking about Tidal. So let's talk about mm-hmm. that. So Tidal... Let's do it was originally a Norwegian-based platform launched by the company Aspiro and was a branch off from Scandinavian streaming service WIMP. Title's a better name. Title's a better name than WIMP. (laughs) Uh, WIMP was available starting around 2010 in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, and Poland. Mm -hmm. Aspiro first launched Title in the UK, US, and Canada in 2014. It later showed up in Ireland, Finland, the Netherlands, Luxembourg and Belgium. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Luxembourg, cornering uh, that right. landlocked market. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Making waves it, in the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> is it available in uh, San Marino? <laughs> yeah, good. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, sort of a, what do you call it? Inauspicious start. Yeah. Did, did I use that right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Soft yeah. launch. Soft launch, exactly. Dipping, yeah. dipping your toe into the pool, in the yep. shallow end. Oh, the tidal pool? Oh! <laughs> Is that a thing? Wave yeah, picture. I did that on purpose. Good. Um, yes, January 2015, Aspiro was purchased for the equivalent of $56.2 million by Ooh. Project Panther Bidco Limited, which is another way of saying Jay-Z, as that is a oh. company he indirectly owns and controls. Jay-Z, you say? I do. I do indeed. Okay. This move was so that Jay-Z could have independence in decision-making regarding okay. streaming rather than partnering with several other companies. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. That's kind of DIY. I respect that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? If, you, if you've got the DIY mentality and $56 million. <laughs> yeah. All I needed to do this was the gumption. And several million dollars. <laughs> so many million. <laughs> wow. Uh, shortly thereafter, Tidal started initiating their campaign with many high-profile musicians posting on social media with the hashtag Tidal for All. Okay, that rings a bell too. Yeah, right. This was very high-profile, much more so than yeah. I feel the, the Pono player. Right. Uh, March 30th, 2015, a press conference was held to unveil the intentions of Tidal. Mm-hmm. Those present included, of course, Jay-Z, also mm-hmm. uh, Beyonce, Madonna, yeah. mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, Jack White, The Arcade Fire, 
Chris Martin, Daft Punk, Kanye West, Rihanna, Alicia Keys, Calvin Harris, Jason Aldean, J. Cole, and mm-hmm. Dead Mal 5. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I say it that way every time. <laughs> if you're going to spell it that way, I'm going to say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I will not correct myself. Okay, okay. So, kind of a respectable lineup. Kind of Some a... Some artists in there that I like. Yeah, me too. Some artists there that I've grown away from. Sure. Arcade Fire stands sure, sure. out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I've... Um, I have a funny story about that. Ugh, it's way too long. I'll tell it another time. I have a funny Arcade okay. Fire story. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it a story think, where yeah. I look like an idiot, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll tell well, it really some... quick. I'll tell it really quick. Okay, okay. Um, Richard Reed Perry, member mm-hmm. of the Arcade Fire. He went to Canterbury sure. High School in Ottawa. Oh, cool. Uh, we're roughly the same age, so I was in a band with two people from Canterbury, so we kind of ran in the same circle. I knew him. He was a really cool guy. Sure. He could really nice. play bass. Um, yep. Fast forward to around 2001, 2002. I'm driving mm-hmm. into Montreal with my buddy, Mike Hickey. I was yep. in a band with called Daiquiri. We're driving to a show. We were cognizant of the fact that it was going to be a big show because of the bands we were playing with that night because it was like probably a Friday or Saturday and because we did pretty okay at the time in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So we're just driving in Montreal feeling like hot shit. Mm-hmm. And then Mike's like, hey, look, there's Richard over there. So we kind of pull over. Mm-hmm. Like, Richard, what are you doing? Oh, okay, guys, what's going on? I just moved here to Montreal. Oh, cool. We're going to go play a show at Fafoon. Yeah, it's going to be mm-hmm. huge. You know, a lot of people. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be great. What are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm playing a loft party here with my new band, Arcade Fire. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, I'll see you later. Bye. And we drive away. And we're like, Arcade Fire. <laughs> like a year later. <laughs> right. In, we were like, oh my God, what is happening? These guys right. are huge. They're in a Another, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine being that car. Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah. That's a dumb name. That's a anyway, dumb let's go, name. Let's go play uh, our show. Exactly. Let's go play to everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, I don't love their music, but I like the way they yep. handle themselves. They're cool. Oh, absolutely. And when they won yep. the Grammy, I thought that was so great. And it's like, who the yeah. hell is Arcadia? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, yep. a, 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 a kind of a who's who there of you know heavy hitters. What would be considered sort of the the 1% of the music world. None of these artists were Good beholden way. to any sort of entity or record company or anything like that. Yep. And it was being presented as a sort of by artists, for artists type situation. The idea mm-hmm. being that they would address the diminished audio quality and streaming services, much like Bono mm-hmm. was trying to do. Uh as well as the diminished royalties artists were receiving per stream. Where you had Spotify, probably the most popular streaming service at the time, and easily still is, I would say, uh, paying out something like not even half a cent for every stream. Mm -hmm. So it translates to a million streams is something like 4,000 bucks. Okay. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of very, very shady. And that's after everyone, you know, record company managers, everyone takes their cut. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's all well and good. It's 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 a, a obvious kind of thing to take issue with this system. It's terrible. Um, yeah. The artists, the person or persons creating the shit in the first place, they stand to receive the smallest slice of the pie. Right. Uh, however... To me, it's somewhat disingenuous to gather together a group of artists for whom the rate at which artists are paid per stream literally does not matter and (laughs) have them complain that they aren't getting paid enough. Yeah, that's that's fair. How much did you pay for the service? 56 million? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was that was that like all your life saving? No, not even close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're saying if you never got another dime from music ever again, you'd still be completely fine? Mm, okay. Yeah. Good. Sounds nice. Well, I guess they're doing something though. So Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to do something with it. But, um mm-hmm. I think it would be an, a little more relatable if Jay-Z had sourced maybe a collection of sort of middling bands. Right. Uh yeah. because there's tons who sort of like 
probably do really well, say, on mm-hmm. social media or whatever, even their streaming numbers are probably more than respectable, mm-hmm. uh, but they probably don't make... N- they probably make next to nothing when it all comes down to um, like yeah, right. bands like Beach House or Ken Mode or Brutus. Yeah. Um, even like Vampire Weekend or something. It's like bands that are very, very popular, but yeah. probably don't kill it when it comes to streaming. Yeah. So yeah. Press conference, they're they're announcing title. And what they proposed is two different subscription services. For $9.99 a month, you would sign up with Title Premium, which featured full access to Title's music library at a fixed 320 kilobits per second or mm-hmm. lossy quality. Mm-hmm. For $19.99 a month, you signed up with Tidal Hi-Fi, which featured lossless, flak-based CD quality streaming 1411 kilobits per second. You would also be privy to high-resolution video, exclusive content from different artists, and expertly curated playlists. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That you will listen to on your Bluetooth earbuds while you're walking your dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the difference is negligible. Mm-hmm. Like we discussed in the Pono episode, the highest mm-hmm. possible quality streaming audio just isn't a priority for your average listener. Mm-hmm. Like you were just sort of alluding to most Right. Won't be able to tell the difference between 320 and 1411. Most don't have the kind of headphones that can drive that sort of thing or the kind of stereo yeah. system that will really show it off and boost it up. Mm-hmm. So that 1999 a month option, while appreciated by some, is worthless to most. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the silver and gold option when you're filling up your car with gas. It's right. great for some. Most of us just always default to yeah. bronze and never think yeah. twice about it. Exactly. Not only that, but Tidal was basically subscription or nothing, unlike Spotify, where you could use it for free. You just had to deal with listening to annoying ads every two or three songs, which right. know, <laughs> was enough for me to subscribe to Spotify but still. Yeah. And I did it while I was a student, and you can really ride that thing for a long time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If you have to, you can. Yeah. Um, so from the outset, 2015... Title is a streaming service available only via subscription. And because they were pushing the hi-fi option, it's a super expensive subscription at that. Being right. championed by super rich musicians who want more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subscriptions in 2015 were relatively low, nothing compared mm-hmm. to Spotify. Mm-hmm. This saw Title employ another of their proposed strategies, that being exclusive content. You had Jay-Z's catalog, which was up until last year, available exclusively on Tidal. Rihanna and Beyonce, too, released exclusive material to the service. You also had Daft Punk's 2006 Electroma movie streaming exclusively on the site. They made a movie? Yeah, I know. I never heard of that. Huh. I think it's like a short film. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. Probably worth checking out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, of course, the aforementioned expertly curated playlists, selections from Jay-Z, Arcade Fire, and Coldplay. Some wow. real finger-on-the-pulse selections, I'm sure. I'm sure there's no way to find the track listing for those playlists anywhere else. <laughs> no. And also, I imagine <laughs> so many people was like, oh, Beyonce's releasing a title exclusive album. Cool, cool. So I'm pirating that then? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so I'll just fire up SoulSeek and yeah. <laughs> get it that or a number of different ways. That's fine. Yeah. I notice yeah. now on YouTube, it's videos posted and then the the, the in the description, certain letters mm-hmm. are underlined. Right. I, do you, have you seen that? No. What? No. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just obviously another way to dupe, you know. Oh, search yeah, algorithms yeah. or whatever for people like pull yeah. videos yeah. like uh-huh fooled you again right computer right right yeah. <clears throat> um yeah i'm just kind of also being a bit of a dick but something tells me that chris martin doesn't have a lot to offer as far as <laughs> oh i see here's what music really has to like okay <laughs> oh boy <laughs> that's just kind of being an elitist but sorry i mean i, li- I liked Coldplay for a while 
They've got a few songs. Mm-hmm. You can't not like clocks. You yeah. just can't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have this little Coldplay moment. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, probably the most anticipated and high-profile title exclusive release was Kanye West's mm-hmm. Life of Pablo, which came out in February 2016. Oh, that was title exclusive? It Briefly. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Kanye solidified this point by tweeting that Life of Pablo will never, never, never be on Apple and will never be for sale. You can only get it on title. Are we about to learn a valuable lesson about <laughs> how often you should use the word never? Uh, well, the more you use it, the the more absolutely sure it is that yeah. you will nev- never sure. be wrong about yeah. that. If only there was a Bond movie that could offer some guidance. Just as far as the title goes? Title? Just as, title. as far as as far as what you should do with the word never. Oh, like don't ever say never again. Again. Don't you yeah. ever say never again. Yeah, that's catchier, I think, than I what think they that's went good. with. Yeah. <laughs> don't you never say ever, ever, <laughs> never again, Mr. Bond. Uh, <laughs> um, so on April 1st of that same year, Life of Pablo mm-hmm. was made available on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> so a few months. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, if if Kanye West does anything, it's stick to his guns. Mm-hmm. And as a, a testament to that, the album mm-hmm. or the version of Life of Pablo he made available was actually a slightly updated version mm-hmm. as uh, Kanye <laughs> couldn't seem to decide when the album was finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to put a period on the end of that sentence. I'm also wondering if they ever did finish the album art. Oh, what happened with the album? Have you seen the cover art? I don't know. I just let me. I just sent you a link to the Wikipedia article about the life of Pablo. Okay. I mean, I had the. Yeah. That's (laughs) the album cover. That's. I mean, I was listening to Yeezus today. It's It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty weird album. I like. I like a lot of Kanye West. The initial title numbers were quite good, with the album Mm -hmm. getting. 250 million streams in 10 days, Mm. 400 million in the first six weeks. However, Mm. it wasn't until after the album was made available to all the other streaming services that it shot to number one on the Billboard charts. Right. Weirdly, prior to this, it was non-existent on said charts, which could be explained by Tidal not reporting their numbers, Mm. possibly because they were lower than expected, so it's not a great look for one of music's top tier artists sitting at 177 or whatever for this hugely anticipated album. Yeah. Um, And also, if you really take a look at those numbers, as obviously certain people are want to do. Sure. Yeah. They don't quite add up for titles, 3 million subscribers which is what they had at the time to make up those 250 million streams in 10 days. Every single subscriber would have had to listen to the album eight times a day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So maybe some shady, some shadiness going on here. Well, it's weird because it's this group of people who are used to being, you know, on top or doing Mm -hmm. very well, kind of striking out on their own and not, Maybe yeah. used to floundering or failing at first. So, yeah, it doesn't look good. It also strikes me as a little bit of like a case study. And you remember in episode 43, the album Autopsy we did on Garth Brooks? Yes. In the life of Chris Gaines. I remember how you were well. telling me how uh, Garth Brooks was like, uh, he, he wanted to not sell his albums in certain retailers. Who sold used CDs? Who sold used CDs? Yeah. Like, okay. This is what would have happened if you only sell it through one avenue (laughs) instead of all of the most popular ones. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Kanye is a guy who had to, who had to jump on stage when he didn't win an award and sort of, Oh my God. (laughs) So embarrassing. Yeah. That's a disaster. That's a disaster. I'm gonna let you finish. (laughs) (laughs) The shot heard around the world. Uh, (laughs) 
there were other albums that were exclusive to Tidal following Life of Pablo, including mm-hmm. uh, Beyonce's Lemonade and Jay-Z's 444, mm-hmm. uh, with both reporting good numbers. However, as with Life of Pablo, the streams versus subs numbers weren't quite adding up. Hmm. Hmm. So, hey. accusations started bubbling up, or Tidal fudging its numbers to give higher payouts to their artists. In July 2017, it was reported that Kanye had left Tidal as a co-owner and shareholder over financial disputes and disagreements. Kanye later demanded to be compensated by Tidal to the tune of $3 million for his contributions to marketing efforts, video production, and the fact that Life of Pablo upped Tidal's subscriber numbers by about $1.5 million after its release. I mean, fair enough. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the subscriber numbers. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably not wrong. Even if it's for one month. Yeah. It's like two million people paying twenty bucks a month. Yeah, give give me some of that. Give me some of that. You can afford yeah. it. Yeah. Um so as of today, Tidal boasts roughly three million subscribers, which is not a lot, but considering what you just said, their prices and the mm-hmm. fact that they have what they have on offer is fairly niche. It's pretty understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it sort of opens things up to a broader conversation. Um, are streaming services the new normal mm-hmm. as the music listening experience? Or is this maybe a stopgap between a better system? Because like we said, as a system, it's pretty broken. Yeah, yeah, and there was sort is that of like, an invitation for a discussion. I'm I'm opening up uh, the door <laughs> to a discussion right now. So is- I'm realizing now that I think about it, I don't know where I would buy music other than Bandcamp. Bandcamp is, I would say, the closest thing to a direct link to the artist. Yeah, that, and when I can, I buy stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah. Because, I mean, I you know, we're on the receiving end of that, and I know that if somebody buys one of our albums, mm-hmm. it's just like, here's your money minus our cut. Perfect. Yeah. And they Great, even, that's, that's awesome. And sometimes they'll do Bandcamp Fridays where the artists yep. get all the money. Yep. And uh, we even did, in one of my bands, Great Hunter, we just mm-hmm. recently released a sort of, I guess you could call it a single or whatever. It's two songs. Yeah. Um, and through Bandcamp, we were able to donate all the proceeds from, uh, let's see if I can remember the name of the songs, uh, Move Into Light <laughs> and Underwater. Yep. Oh, good yep. job. Uh, nice. All the proceeds went to the Ottawa Food Bank. So yeah. that was very successful. Bandcamp handled all that? Like you just selected a charity? Yeah. They were the oh, uh, sweet. the intermediary. That's I mean, cool. I didn't do it personally. I, I mean, our uh, sure. buddy Trial Andy can speak more to that. But it, yep, um, I gather I see that kind of thing on Bandcamp all the time. I gather it's not hard. I gather it's mm-hmm. you know something they do. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I, for me, it's I basically listen to everything on Spotify, mm-hmm. and if I want to support an artist and they're on Bandcamp, I buy their stuff on Bandcamp. Exactly. But apart from that, like, do I? Would I order a CD on Amazon? Where do you buy music anymore? Uh, ideally, I mean, you can still go to the record store, and especially well, okay, yeah, that's if, yeah. That's no, true. I know what you're saying. I'm just that's for, pandemic you know, thinking. I guess I forgot. You know, I mean, you're not wrong, but um, because so many of them, because of this, because of streaming and because of whatever, mm-hmm. are just gone. Yeah, and the idea of opening a record store in the current state of things is like, are you insane? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though no, exactly. it's nothing but good intentions. And you know, I love the record store, a record store, a good record store, but man, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a dying breed. I, 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 I like, I'm very nostalgic for the days of, you know, you know, on the weekend, hopping on my bike and going to the mall to go to Sam, the record man. Yeah. And just like pick through the aisle and see if they had like another album by a band that I like. Yeah. Because at the time I didn't even read any magazines. So I just go <laughs> check all the same artists over and over. And then every now and then they'd be like, oh, there's a new offspring. Knowing like, at oh, some point they release another record. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'd basically just pick through it. And a lot of times I would learn that they have a new record because I was flipping through the yep. CDs or whatever. Oh, yeah. That happened to but me all the time. Not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's basically Spotify. It's basically Spotify for me as well. And I still listen to full albums, uh, obviously. But yeah. I've also noticed that my listening patterns a lot of times will be I'll look up an artist and then I'll just hit play. And it gives me like a random selection of their music. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's 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 hard to sort of turn your back on the convenience of it all because mm-hmm. it's yeah. just all there for the for the choosing and and for the yeah. you know sample this sample that see what you like. Um, so for the only time I haven't found one of our music recommendations on Spotify was the second episode uh-huh. when you re- recommended uh, oh, that song from that German band. Oh, uh, Einstein Neubauten. That's the one. Oh, because yeah. I that, don't. That's really, not on Spotify. No, I it's don't. It's a video. Yeah, it's a video. Like I don't even yeah. think it's a proper release. <laughs> it's just them in a junkyard. I'm like, oh, yep. call this Autobahn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty off the grid. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking like talking Spotify, like fairly recently there was like huge amount of controversy when. Um, one of the co-founders, the uh, t- the uh, toddler-headed Daniel Eck, uh, <laughs> came out with some pretty <laughs> inflammatory statements, basically saying that artists just had to work harder to keep up with the current state of the music industry. Okay. Yeah, it's like, well, we're not going to pay you anything, so <laughs> crack the whip, you know. Um, All right. Which is insane, but it's not surprising. I mean... From the very outset, the music industry has been run by thieves and liars. So, you know, it's just, he's just another link in the chain. He's keep, he's keeping it going. That's fair enough. (laughs) But, um, I noticed actually recently, also recently, uh, it was actually a post by Jesse from Ken Mode on, on Mm -hmm. Facebook was talking about, some uh events happening in the porn industry okay. where basically at some point uh there was there's this like one guy and i his name i couldn't i forgot to google his name but he basically mm-hmm. bought up most or all of the streaming services and like mm-hmm. <laughs> he in in so doing became porn <laughs> like he's just like <laughs> he porn. himself is now porn yeah yeah i am porn uh, yeah. So he's this porn mogul, and it, it basically meant that he was, in a way, much like in a music industry type scenario, was reaping all mm-hmm. the benefits while the the talent, you know, were mm-hmm. getting paid shit, mm-hmm. which led rise to this to something like OnlyFans, right? Which is sort of like a Bandcamp or maybe like a Patreon kind of thing. That yeah, we yeah. got going where it's just a direct link yeah. to your fans. Here I am, pay me yeah. this much, and la di da. And like huh. these people who are, you know, sort of trifling as far as getting paid, just go like, yeah, yeah, making money. So his, like Jesse Matthewson's of Ken Mode, his point to that was yeah. like, maybe the music industry should be, you know, taking some cues from the porn industry because, um, well, yeah, I mean, this whole streaming does thing. a lot of work towards that. Yeah, so that was, you know, the closest thing I could think of to yeah. maybe a Patreon or OnlyFans was Bandcamp, which is yeah, pretty great. Not perfect, but oh, yeah. it's yeah. pretty awesome. I like it. Mm-hmm. I feel connected, you know? I feel connected. It's the next, it's the next best thing to um, buying actual merch from the merch table at the band show. Like, that's... I think the most direct link to supporting your artists is, you know, putting money in their hand. Got this, uh, I recently purchased this of Feather and Bone cassette. Hey. For their new album off cool. their Bandcamp website. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I love a cassette. Yep. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So I think we've decided then that streaming is here to stay and all artists deserve to starve. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I think that's the bottom line is... Um, the music, well, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, if you can take matters into your own hands, because, um, Mm -hmm. 
the music industry by and large sucks and will uh, <laughs> take advantage at every possible turn. Yep. So there's no reason why, you know, people can't DIY it. Yeah. But uh yeah, Absolutely. it just it it puts um jeez, what am I trying to say? It works for some, but you know, not if you want to be huge. That's just kind exactly. of impossible. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, I don't even yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Problem solved. Yes. <laughs> Problem solved. Good. Yeah. I'm glad we talked that through. I'm glad. And um, So how's I mean, Tidal doing? Well, Tidal, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because our friend Mike Mike Clark mm-hmm. was sort of trying to decide whether or not Tidal was a, a, a good road to go down mm-hmm. uh, just recently. And he was relaying to myself and trial Andy, like he would do the the premium and then give that a listen. Yeah. Then he would switch to hi-fi yeah. and give it. Cause they, I think they were offering something like four bucks for four months, like some premium oh, or yeah. not title premium, but just, you know, a deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so you could try it out. And he was like, the difference is there, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I don't know. And I think he actually like temporarily fucked his ears up. Like, for a few days later, he's like, my ears are ringing and I have a headache. Uh. So, okay. <laughs> not only should, was it yeah. like not worth it, but he did himself some damage. Um, yeah, yeah. Like we were saying in the, in the, in the Pono episode, it's like, hmm. I'm sure there's albums where if I heard the best possible quality, it would blow me away. But hmm. I don't think, you know, the alternative is so bad that it turns it into trash. Like, yeah, I think yep. it sounds fine. These so-called oh, yeah. lossy options. Yeah. I feel like the, the quality of a recording is rarely the make or break between yeah. a good song and a bad song. Exactly. Smells like teen spirit recorded on like a, uh, like a boom box sitting on the floor is still going to be an amazing song. Exactly. Yeah, it would still have the same general effect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this this sentence doesn't really have a period at the end of it because title title's still going. Like I said, it's oh, only okay. a disaster. It's just sort of a right. it's more of a discussion and uh yeah. you know an extension of the, the Pono thing. So I just okay. wanted to talk about some uh lossless audio and Okay, great. People floundering. <laughs> in that regard fair enough <laughs> okay so that's title <laughs> okay and that's that, i guess an ongoing disaster ongoing disaster of. title <laughs> fair enough yeah okay so i think what we were talking about in terms of music choices because this is the last episode of 2020 mm-hmm. um we were thinking of doing some uh, musical recommendations based on our favorite songs or albums of this year yes and i think we're actually going to do a round table with all of the regulars how about you get us started I'll get you started. Well, probably my favorite album that came out this year is one I've already talked about. It's Mr. Bungle's The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny Demo. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely the one I looked forward to the most and mm-hmm. listened to the most and uh, got to be my favorite album. I already talked about that on the show. So I thought I would talk about a different album that I also was very much looking forward to. And, um, the previews, like, you know, how bands will dole out a song at a time. And they were really exciting to me. Yeah. It is the album Terminus by the band or kind of a band. It's band Yezu. Okay. Uh, it's basically one guy. It's Justin Broderick who has at least two times in his musical career fucking changed music. Uh, okay. the first when he was, um, not one of, well, in a very early iteration of the band Napalm Death and right. played on the A side of their album Scum, which more or less, uh, wrote, you know, set the grindcore template and he was involved mm-hmm. in that. And then a few, few, a few years later, he went on to form Godflesh, mm-hmm. who are an incredible band, sort of industrial metal, this like crazy grinding like like yeah yeah so good and awesome. uh then he went on to form yezu which you know are an incredible incredible band kind of shoegazy or doom gaze if you will mm-hmm. 
hadn't released a new album in a long time. So 2020 saw the release of Terminus and I'm going to pick the lead off track when I was small. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Terminus when I was small. Yeah. From Yezu. From Yezu. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And um, you, for me, I, those, I went on a similar path because I have, I think I have a clear favorite based on how much I anticipated it and then how much it delivered. Yeah. But I've also talked about it before. I think I know. And it it's, uh, yeah, it's Ohms yeah. by Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's, I've talked about it all before, but the reason is that it kind of rekindled Deftones for me and it sounded exactly like I needed it to sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you know what I mean. And it just brought me back to, you know, hey, I got it there it Christmas. is. <laughs> hey, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> have you listened to it? Oh, tons. Like yeah, you've I listened just, to it before. Now yeah. I have the physical copy, but it just, it yeah, I love it. Clicks. It, it clicked. It's, it's Deftones. It's perfect. It's great. Uh, or it's very good. I like it. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe another honorable mention, but I've also mentioned them on the podcast as well, is the latest album from Expander. That's who I thought. I was uh, like, it's either going to be Deftones or Expander that you pick. Expander, Neuropunk, Booster Gang was a great album. Yeah, that album is sweet. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a unique mix of like, you know, thrash and I guess a little bit of death metal in the vocals. Yeah, uh, very then, affected like, this, vocals. Yeah, and but then like this electronic undercurrent throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So interesting. So cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so those are two like those are two of my favorites another honorable mention is van by clown core <laughs> talked about that <laughs> talked about that too <clears throat> so i think um this is a, another band that i've talked about but it's been a long time and i think it's a nice sort of like bringing it full circle especially going into this hiatus mm-hmm. and i showed you the the cassette a second ago it's the latest album from a feather and bone right called sulfuric disintegration nice uh, and I used a track of theirs in our Plague of Athens episode, in the very first right, episode that we did. Right, right. <clears throat> so I think uh, for this one, again, I'm going to go with the opening track again because they they are like the masters of unsettling openings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the the opening track is Regurgitated Communion. Damn. <laughs> Which, you know, it's it's real good. Yeah. If you if you like black metal, you're gonna like a feather and bone, and you'll like this album. It's yeah, uh, and cool. it, it walks that great line. We talked about this before, but it walks that line of, especially when you listen to like early black metal. If it's too clean, it's kind of off-putting. Yeah, but here they've me. sort of they've balanced the production. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here, mm-hmm. like it's it's pretty clean, but it's not off-putting. Like right. it's it's a it's a banger. So check that out. Cool. All right, cool. Now let's turn it over to our the latest edition and person who we're torturing with a video game as we speak, Trial Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Trial Andy, what, are, what were your favorite albums of 2020? Hey, guys. Yeah, well, favorite albums. I've got a couple listed here. I don't know how many I was allowed to, to list. You know um, what? You go to town. There's no instruction. There's no instruction? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going all the way back to late January when uh, a new record from Destroyer came out which nice. is this one, his records kind of change a little bit from record to record. This one was pretty like consistently synth pop Okay. over the, over yeah. the course of the, the album. It's called Have We yeah. Met? Okay. So I really liked that one and I listened to it a lot. I was on a business trip in February and I kind of just had that In the before on. times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just kind of walk, <laughs> walking around and um, in Seattle listening to that record a lot. Yeah. So... It was a good one. Uh, do you have a standout track from that? Oh, um, that's a good question, which you didn't prompt me for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's one called Q Synthesizer, which is pretty Q good. Um, Crimson Tide, which I think is the opener, is really good. Cool. It's good. Um, another record I really liked this year, which came up more recently, much more recently, was Touche Amore's new one, Lament. Cool. So they're... Um, you know, post-hardcore from yeah. L.A. And um, their last record was really good, but it was, um, lyrically anyway, it was really, you know, depressing or, or you know, it was <laughs> grief-ridden because it was an album. <laughs> right. It was an album all about the death of his mother. Um, okay. Like every song was like another part of the story kind of thing. This mm. one is kind of like, it's a brighter, more, it's kind of like what happened next, I guess. In terms of again mm-hmm. the lyric side of things, you know, like he's uh, you know in a better place now, and it kind of comes through in the music. But it's a really good record. Right. 
Um, nice. Yeah, and then one more I guess I'd, I'd put down, which I didn't even realize was coming out until I think it was maybe Lee or our friend Mike that mentioned it, was the new uh, new album from Nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Called The Great Dismal. So it's yeah. another shoegazy, you know, heavy shoegaze kind of, um, you know, just rocker kind of album. Yeah, yeah. Shoegaze for rockers. Yeah. Cool. So that was a good one, too. <laughs> Do you have a standout track from that one? No, not as much. I got to say that one. I, I uh, I'm saying it third just because I haven't listened to it as much, but I really like right. it. Right. What's your standout track, Lee? Probably Famine Asylum is one I really, really like. Sweet. That's a good one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for those picks. No problem. Now, 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 now get back to being tortured by that game that we told you. <laughs> Lee doesn't know what it is yet. I don't know. Oh, no. Is. Well, he shouldn't. And apparently, know. I've never played it. <laughs> Yeah. Nope. Okay. But I was telling him that uh, you and I, I'm playing it. I'm playing it right alongside you. So okay, we'll have time, a lot yeah, to talk time, about. At least you're along for the ride. Daikatana, you threw me to the wolves. <laughs> yeah. Threw you to yeah. the frogs. Kind of a bus situation. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So we'll be recording that one soon and everybody will hear it after the hiatus. All right. So cool. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Try all Andy. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thank you. Okay, so that was Andy's, and now let's bring it over to Norm for his top album or albums of 2020. Yeah, Norm. Okay, yeah, so uh, 2020, interesting year. Um, yep. My favorite <laughs> song of the year I picked by going to my YouTube uh, music and literally clicking the 2020 year interview and looking at the number one played song. <laughs> nice. And yeah, it was um, by the band Sincere Engineer. They're out of uh, Chicago. They're a punk band, and the song cool. is Trust Me. It's a single for oh, okay. this year. And it right. just is like, yeah, it was my most played song this year. So that was uh, statistically the number one song of the year. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. That's a, the, the numbers That's a pretty good way to do lie. it. I tried to do that too, but my top songs are all, because we share a Spotify with my wife, and <laughs> all the songs are things that like she and Ro listen yeah, to. Yeah, so. Baby. Right. Well, no, but the like wheels my, on the bus. Oh, Peter. <laughs> second most played track is from Moana. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so that's your, that's your top song. That doesn't necessarily mean you are sharing a Spotify. Well, that's true. I do. I mean, that's that's Disney my number two. Right, right. Yeah, mine's weird too because Sweet. all my top Spotify songs are just songs I will play along with on the drums because it's a good oh, exercise yeah. or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. My favorite album this year was actually like really interesting. It's not mm-hmm. an artist that I usually like. It's Machine Gun mm-hmm. Kelly, and oh, okay. he's a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like. A weird millennial like SoundCloud rapper that I would absolutely never listen to. Yeah. Yeah. But he pivoted towards rock in his latest album and he (laughs) released the quintessential pop punk album of 2020. Wow. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It is, it's like from like a classic, you know, pop punker like myself, as you can tell. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is amazing. (laughs) Really? It's my favorite album of the year. It's produced by uh, Travis Barker, and he yep, plays yeah, yeah. on every track in the, on the on the album. Mm, and okay. it it's freaking awesome! Wow, huh. it's funny when I that happens. Check it out. Yeah, yeah completely missed outsider that. music coming in on us. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, that actually reminds me. For for some album autopsy, I was going to recommend that we do that uh, Puff Daddy Rock album that he did at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that i feel like that was a similar <laughs> attempt but it went a different way yeah <laughs> it did not cross over to the pop punk community no it did not, not quite not quite <laughs> okay cool thanks norman i'm already looking forward to we've been talking about what's coming up next in terms of your content we're we're, already, we're gonna be recording some of it next week already for the next phase of the podcast right. so looking forward to that mm-hmm. looking forward to more uh, existential dread exactly too. i've been sleeping a we little keep too talking good about lately, the cosmic so. terror episode yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Um, okay cool well thanks for those and we'll see you soon thanks norm bye (laughs) okay so that's everyone's that's everyone's top albums or music from 2020 Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good way to wrap up the year and the first phase of this podcast going into the hiatus until we come back on april 7th thanks everyone for tuning in 
Uh, we are sincerely grateful for everyone that listens. You know, we've, we've talked, we talked about this in the announcement that we did, but you know, we've played in bands to empty venues and the fact that there are hundreds of you that tune in every week to listen to us <laughs> tell these stories is yeah. amazing. And Still humbling. can't wrap my, my mind around it. No, and we're very excited. Like, we've already started working on content for the next phase, so we're excited to get back. And you'll hear from us in the interim as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going dark by any means. No, not at all. No. So, uh, in the meantime, if you liked what you heard, then the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen. And uh, maybe don't do it on, like, a limited platform where nobody, like, only subscribers that pay a super high subscription will hear you make the make the recommendation like yeah. do it do it do it everywhere you know maximize the effect yeah that's probably a good idea <laughs> yeah we don't condone <laughs> that kind of behavior <laughs> the next best thing you can do is to subscribe and leave a rating or review those are very helpful even in our hiatus if you want to go on to apple Podcasts and leave us a five star rating or any star rating if you think that <laughs> we deserve it then yeah. that'd be fantastic yeah. Um, you can keep up with us on social media. I imagine that we'll be posting on there a little bit during the hiatus at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com, and our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod, where you can become a patron or at least check it out for now. And then when we come back, we'll be releasing more bonus content every two weeks. We already got some video content in the works. So hey. keep an eye on that. Um, and I guess, uh, uh, Lee, unless you have anything else to say. Uh no just i'll just echo the statements thank you so much for mm-hmm. listening and uh mm-hmm. you know please please stick around because like i said we, mm-hmm. we we will be releasing content within the hiatus yep. just not as much. oh yeah. Yeah, we, yeah yeah stick with us we're we're, we're, we're oh, yeah. there for you oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah and we've oh man i've already started planning out the next episodes i'm <laughs> i'll save i'll save the teasers for later yeah i've got one about uh an ill-fated amusement park and it's not action park really it's another <laughs> oh boy yeah okay well look forward it's to gonna that. be fun <laughs> it's gonna be fun yeah. okay cool well uh thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next disaster bye bye, bye.